if you're ever in deep, deep grief and you wonder how to move on, I'll say this till, till I die. You only have the next breath. That's all you have. The current heartbeat and the next breath. That's all you got. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Granger Smith Podcast, episode 21. And um, technically, for the people watching on YouTube, for you, this is episode two. There were 19 episodes on your normal podcast app, which is, you could find it on Apple Music. Um, I'm not sure about Android. I can't answer that. I wish I could. Uh, but for everyone else, welcome to the podcast. This is... Um, this is going to be a good one. Uh, I, I have some some cool stuff planned. I have uh, a bunch of the questions that I'm continuing uh, to answer for you guys, and it seems to be such a good way to put out a podcast once a week. And so I'm going to put these out. I've decided every Monday. The reason I sound hesitant is because technically, I, at here currently, the time I'm recording this, I haven't released them yet. So I'm going to, I'm going to record probably three or four and then release them. And then we'll get on a consistent basis and they will come out every single Monday time TBA. If you want to know more about this podcast, or if you have a question, I should say, hashtag Granger Smith podcast on social media. So go to Twitter or Instagram or Facebook and, and go to my page, type a question, Hashtag Grangersmith Podcast. That way I can go and search for it and find it. And that's what I'm doing today. And um, I've got kind of, I got it screenshotted some lighthearted stuff and some deeper stuff. And I think it's important. And, and from everything I do, like whether it's the Smiths or whether it's music videos, I could never answer questions enough. And so I think, I think it's important to do this once a week. Um, I got to say this podcast will be today brought to you by Yee Yee Apparel. I just talked to my little brother, Parker. He runs it over there at the Yee Yee Farm. And uh, he told me to tell you guys that we're, we're coming out with the spring release in March. And what that means is every season we put out a new release of a bunch of new merchandise. Um, this hat is, is one of them. Um, so this camo hat you can't find until the spring release which comes out in March. And this is an awesome hat. This is a really good, all this stuff is, is solid. I'm really excited about the spring release. And uh, you could find that at yeeapparel.com or uh, grangersmith.com. I also want to do a giveaway here. So I'm going to do, do a giveaway every episode. And uh, now that we're, we're on the YouTube as well, you could see it. So I'm giving away right here. For those of you that aren't watching, this is a a black cap, and it's uh, we called this um, sunset buck, and that's what we call it at the at the office. But um, so it's a white tail buck standing in front of a sunset. It's a pretty awesome hat, and this one in particular has been worn. It is it is weathered because I just took it straight out of my closet. So. I'm at home today. I'm in my, my home studio. Uh, we just got off the road. 
Um, sometimes I'm going to record these on my bus wildflower and sometimes I'm going to record them here at home. And so wherever I am, I will grab a piece of merchandise either from my bus or from home that I could take and that I've worn and you got to be aware that it is worn and I will sign it like I'm going to do right now. And go comment on my, uh, on the, let's say the YouTube video of this podcast and say, say hashtag Granger Smith podcast hat giveaway 21. That way I can, I can keep it straight from, cause I gave away a hat on episode 20 as well. So that is, uh, that's a lot of the housekeeping I wanted to get out of the way and let's get to, let's get into some of these questions. And I'll start with a screenshot. I wanted to get like a lighthearted one too, because there's some there's some deep ones on here too. Lighthearted. We'll start with this one. Your first truck. I got this off Instagram. My first truck. Um, the the reason this one's easy to answer is because any of y'all that have seen Earl Dibbles Jr., you've seen that green truck that Earl drives. That was actually my first truck. Uh, it's a 1974 GMC three in the tree, straight six, a single cab. Um, and that, that truck is, it's been, it has so many stories with me. Um, you can imagine a young version of myself, young teenager driving this truck everywhere, going to school in it, going to high school in it, um, going, going deer hunting in it. Uh, I've wrecked it so many times. I flipped it the caveat to that is I wasn't in it at the time. I was actually, I was actually working out at uh, dad's ranch and left it in neutral. And it was a, you know, it wasn't a much of an incline. So I didn't think anything about it. And, uh, several minutes later, the wind picked up and actually took the truck down the hill, uh, onto a fence and flipped. So the roof was, uh, was completely dented in. I got a hammer and knocked the roof back together, but the door, um, was, was beaten pretty bad. It never really shut right. So fast forward a couple years, I've got a puppy, brand new lab puppy in the back of my truck and I'm backing out of the barn and I'm looking back like this, you know, making sure the puppy isn't going to jump out of the bed of the truck and I don't run over him. So I was worried about that. And my, in my, stupid 17 year old brain. I didn't realize the driver's side door was still open. So as I went out of the barn with the door open, it ripped the door. Well, I didn't rip it off. It just bent it really bad. And then, uh, it was unrepairable. I couldn't, I couldn't f- get it back on. And anyone that has tried to work on it, it's, it's just going to take too much work to, uh, get a new door and it would be too expensive. So my dad and I just took the door off, which is why if you watch Earl Dibbles, any Earl Dibbles video, his truck is missing a door. Ladies and gentlemen, that is why, because I was stupid. I was a stupid teenager. Next question. This is from Twitter. It says, what is one of the weirdest or craziest things you've ever seen in the crowd while performing? And I screenshotted this question because it's interesting to me because I have a very specific answer to one of the weirdest or craziest things I've ever seen while performing. And this goes back to when we were performing in Iraq. And we performed in Iraq in 07 and 08 and then again in 09. Um, 09 was Christmas and New Year's. So that was a a really special time. And I've never felt more connected to music and fans than I did back then. And 
the funny thing is I, no one even knew me back then. I, no one even knew my, my music back then, which is interesting, that perspective. But one time in particular, I, we, we played, people always say, oh, you went to Iraq. Where did you play? We literally played everywhere. We played fobs all over the place. Um, we would jump in these, these helicopters and one Black Hawk would take us and one Black Hawk would take our gear. And we would go to these small remote places where people never saw entertainment. You know, that's not like where the cheerleaders went. The Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders did not go to these places. Um, and I don't know if partly it was because we were a nobody band or partly because I was requesting the most remote places. But one in particular, I remember one fob in particular, and this is a place that didn't even have running water. They didn't have bathrooms. The, the, the people deployed there actually went to the bathroom in a tube that just went into the desert. It just went into the ground. And lunch and dinner were like sandwiches, you know, brought in from coolers. Um, there was no dining facility or anything. So the, the specific memory to answer this question, what is one of the weirdest or craziest things you've seen while performing? They literally put us on the only little piece of concrete that they had, a little slab, and they drove in tanks to the edge of the concrete, and all the men and women, get, you know, the, the, all the soldiers got up onto the tanks. It was Army, and they, that was like their bleachers for, for the show. So I took some pictures of that. That was, that was the weirdest or craziest thing, and also um, the one thing that made me feel... I felt very safe at that show, for sure. I get a lot about guitar lessons. Did I teach myself guitar? Yeah, I taught myself guitar, and um, I was 14 years old. And I mentioned this, I believe, in podcast number one, episode one. But uh, yeah, I, t I taught myself guitar, and I was just so passionate about it. There was a little book. My grandmother gave me this guitar when she gave up on it, my mom's, my dad's mom. And she gave up on it, and, and it was in my closet, and there was a little book that t told you where to put your fingers. And that's how I learned how to play guitar. I was so into it when I was 14 years old. I was so committed. And that's, if you're thinking about getting your kids into music, that's, that's like a good thing to know is that it's really hard to get into music or playing an instrument unless you really, really want to. You know what I mean? I mean, and isn't that, isn't that similar with anything in life? It's, it's hard if you're not, if your heart's not in it. And my heart was in it. I wanted to learn so bad. Um, a lot more about that on episode one of this podcast. Um, I'm going to get, I'm going to get a little bit deeper. First off, before I dive into some, some deep stuff, I want to talk about our tour dates and you can find these at grangersmith.com forward slash tour. March 5th, Dothan, Alabama. March 6th, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. March 13th, Huntington, New York. March 14th, Skinkinetti, New York. Man, this is like the second time I did this on the Smiths, too. Skink, Skinkinetti. <laughs> Sorry. God, I better learn how to pronounce that before I get there. Uh, March 15th, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. March 20th, Indianapolis, Indiana, March 21st, Medina, Ohio, the 26th of March, we're in Royal Oak, Michigan, 27th, Champaign, Illinois, 28th, West Peoria, Illinois, and that's March. If you didn't hear your name called, 
I promise we're going to be coming around. Um, and if you don't, if you go to grangersmith.com and don't see your tour date or something around you, we probably just haven't updated it yet, but we will be there. So that is a great segue into this next question. And this is off of Facebook. And it says, as an airline pilot, I struggle most weeks leaving home. I struggle most weeks with leaving home, leaving my significant other and wrapping my mind around the fact that it's time to go and make my living. It's what I signed up for, but it never gets easier. As a touring musician, what routine do you use to be able to walk out of your door in Georgetown with your head held high and with strength? I feel like it may be easier because you have the reward of a show each night and you have your buddies with you, bandmates, but I know that uh, even shows can get stale, just like flying a jet or anything else in life. And then right under it, there's a comment that says, truckers are the same way, man. And hey, airline pilots, truckers, we mentioned uh, men and women in the military. There's a lot of professions uh, that just have to travel for a living. A lot, you know, there's a lot of people at my record label have to travel to go meet radio stations and they're gone all the time. So there's a lot of professions that travel and it's, it's, it's a great question. And, um, I want to try to answer it specifically to the way that you asked it. Um, for instance, you said wrapping your mind around the fact that it's time to go and make a living. It's what I signed up for, but it never gets easier. First of all, with so many emotions in life, with, with so many things in life, I've had, it's taken me a lot, a lot of years to realize that whatever I'm feeling at the time is okay. So for instance, if you're leaving your house and you got to go fly, you know, your jet and you're trying to convince yourself that, okay, it's time to leave the family and go make a living to what I signed up for. Are you trying to convince yourself of that? Or is that what you're trying to mask the other feeling of that uh, maybe you're a little sad leaving? So the truth is, it's okay to be, it's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to be a little sad leaving. It's not, it's not that you're ungrateful of your job. Um, same with the guy that, that commented about being a trucker. It's not that you're ungrateful. Of course, you're, you're grateful. And you got, man, you're making a living. You got a, you got a good job. You got a paycheck coming in. And so... It's natural to also, at the same time, same time you're grateful, simultaneously sad that you're leaving your family, maybe a little regretful that you're leaving your family. Um, so there's, there's a couple ways I tackle this mentally. One, I try to be as present as possible when I am home. That means I try to shut work off. That means... You know, I'm yes, I'm sitting here doing this podcast, which is work right now in my own house. But Amber's gone, and uh, she had a haircut appointment, and then she's going to grab us lunch. And the kids are at school, so when Amber gets home with that lunch, and then a little bit later when the kids get home from from school, I'm going to shut this work thing down, and I'm going to try to be as focused as I can on their their lives and uh, their stories, and. That makes me feel a little bit better. So for guys like, you know, the airline pilot and the trucker, you have to look at it that most people that work are going nine to five and then they're getting home from work about six 
and then it's time for dinner and then the kids are, you know, taking baths or reading and going to bed. And then you might leave the next morning before they even wake up. So that's, that's typical too. So no one has it easy. You know, anyone that's working for a living, no one has it perfect. Everyone's got to go unless you're just retired. You're, or you're for some reason home all the time. So no one's immune to this. So number two, the, the second thing I try to do is remind myself that in, in every way, in everything I do, I'm setting an example for the family, setting an example for the kids. And so if they see dad leaving, kissing them a goodbye, and going to work knowing that I'm following my passion, I love what I do, I'm grateful that I have a job, I'm grateful that I'm working and paying the bills, and if I come home and... I'm super present with them and maybe bring them a little piece of candy every once in a while and, and love on them, then I think that's a good example to teach them that it, life is worth pursuing. A career and something you love, happiness is worth pursuing. And that as the alternative of, yeah, I remember dad and he went to work before I got up and then he got home and he was usually tired and mad at his boss or, you know, there's that, there's that scenario. So, um, keep that in mind. You're doing good, buddy. The fact that you're even asking me this question means you're doing good. You're hanging in there. Sometimes I'm, I'm talking to Amber on the phone and I'm on tour and she hears this. She laughs at me because I carry this daggum water bottle with me everywhere. So she recognizes that sound. Do you do devotionals like Amber? If so, what kind of devotional is your favorite? I've never got, I've never really gotten into this. And um, the answer is yes. I do devotionals every morning, Christian devotionals. And I, I struggle a little bit with, I don't want to be too... You know, I don't want to shove God down anyone's throat. I don't want to be too preachy. Um, that I'm a country singer, and I feel like I could try my best to live by example. But I don't want to. I don't want to be too preachy. But you asked me, so I will answer you. Okay, that's my caveat. Yes, there's. I, I read several devotionals every morning, and um, that's like my time. You know, I, my phone doesn't turn on. My my normal apps don't turn on till 9 a.m. every morning. I have them set like that, so I can't go and look at uh, Instagram and start judging people or watching people judge me. I don't deal with that till 9 a.m. Um, but I I would say out of the ones that I read, number one, the best one is called oh, Amber's home. The best one is called Jesus Calling, and um, that's a great. Maybe, maybe I should say entry-level devotional, um, but at the same time, it's I, I'm on probably my third year of reading it, and you every day you flip to a new page, and it just always seems to speak to where you are at the time. So Jesus Calling is an awesome one. Um, Lindsay, you asked that question, and I saw that you asked too, and I'm going to answer your second one as well. Amber's home with the lunch. Um, I want to get, okay, I'm going to get kind of deep with this one. 
Lindsay, you asked, and I'm, I'm assuming that you're kind of connecting that devotional question to this one, but you said, I lost my fiance. I know it's not like losing a child, but how do you get through each day? Hey, I don't know if I'm totally qualified to answer this question because I don't know what, what you've gone through. And you say, you know, I know it's not like losing a child, but at the same time, you can't, you can't grade your grief compared to anyone else because what you're going through is what you're going through. And that is, that is your trial right now. And so, first of all, I don't want you, Lindsay, to look at anyone else and go, I lost my fiance and, you know, that's bad, but it's not as bad as, you know, him or her. That's, that's, um, that's not right. What, what you have is, is um, overwhelming and very deep that you got. Um, the first thing I would lead you to, though, is go to YouTube and go to to find this, I just typed in TED Talk, T-E-D, TED Talk Grief, and then find the one that has the title, We Don't Move On From Grief, We Move Forward With It. And this is just an incredible video, y'all, and it's worth seeing anyone. I saw this, I was introduced to me at, um, at therapy with Amber and I. And it's really good. It's, it's, a, it's a woman speaking, and she's just a, a great speaker. And she talks about um, losing her husband. And after she lost her husband, a few years went by, and then she, she fell in love again, and then she got married again. And she mentioned that, you know, kind of most of her friends were like, oh, good, thank God, you know. She's, she's going to be okay. And the fact is, is that you never really move on. You could only just move forward. And that's the same with any grief. And, and so the product of you losing your fiance is it's changed you forever. You are a different person because of your fiance and because, and because of how he left you, you'll never be the same in good and bad ways. There is there is always two sides to look at this. So Lindsay, I'm assuming it's, is a very safe guess that you will find somebody else that you'll fall in love again. And I want you to know that if you do and when you do, it's not a bad thing. People won't judge you and think that you have for, finally forgotten your fiance. It's not what this is about. It's about, knowing that you will meet your next somebody because of who you are now from your fiance and because of his life and because of his death. It was through that process, through that trial, through that obstacle that then led you on a new path to find love again. And that through the dark time you must be going through, isn't that a crazy, beautiful thought that you will find joy again? You will laugh again. 
you won't stop grieving and you won't, you won't stop missing him or being sad, but the new version of you will lead you down the path you were supposed to be on. It's very deep and crazy and overwhelming and, and sad and joyful and invigorating and devastating all in the same breath. But um, I want to say good luck to you and thanks for asking that question. And I hope that uh, I hope that you follow up with me. And and I think going back to the devotional thing, Jesus Calling would be great, a great start. And if you're ever if you're ever in deep deep grief, and you wonder how to move on, I'll say this till till I die. You only have the next breath. That's all you have. The current heartbeat and the next breath. That's all you got. So if you wonder how to get through tomorrow, it doesn't matter. Just get to the next breath. That's all you need to do right now. Breathe. That was the best advice given to me. And I think I'll leave it with that. If you guys have a question, you want me to answer it. I'll deliver every Monday. Go to grangersmith.com or go to social media hashtag Granger Smith Podcast. Ask your question. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. I'll see you down the road. Yee yee.